Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. We have breaking news to start our show. Damian Lillard is officially a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. This is huge! Here's Lillard again from the logo! Oh, sweet move from Lillard! Giannis and Dame, that is a scary thought. The brilliance of Damian Lillard on full display. Giannis is playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers. That is like Shaq for three and a half quarters and then Kobe takes over. Lillard, long range three. Adding Damian Lillard to this roster, they're going to win the NBA championship. Welcome to NBA Today and friends. I mean, are you used to this yet? It has been just over 24 hours since Woj reported that the Milwaukee Bucks were trading for Damian Lillard to pair alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo. I feel like I still need to take in this picture a little bit more. There is so much to dive into, and good thing we have the aforementioned Adrian Wojnarowski here with us. Janae Gumake, Brian Winhorst, Kendrick Perkins are going to be here momentarily. But Woj, I think the multi-million dollar question literally a day later centers all around Giannis. What role did he play in Damian Lillard ultimately now being in Milwaukee? Uh, Malika, directly, he literally played no role. In fact, uh, John Horst, Milwaukee's GM, he did not bring this trade idea uh, or sign off on it to Giannis Attentacupo because Drew Holiday was involved. And the relationship there, the reverence that this organization and these players have for Holiday, he did not want to put that mm. to Giannis Antetokounmpo and have him have that on his conscience necessarily that he might sign off or not sign off on it. He decided ultimately, John Horst did, this is a decision I have to make as GM along with ownership. And so uh, while Giannis didn't have any real direct influence on it, certainly in the broader scope, you know, Horst makes this decision, the Bucks make this decision, believing that it gives them the best chance uh, to, win a, uh, to win more titles, to contend over a longer period of time with Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, of course, it gives them, they think, a better chance uh, to get him to do a new deal with them when uh, he's ready to sign an extension. And ultimately, that, that really is what matters. We promised Brian Windhorst. We promised Kendrick Perkins. They are with us as well. Brian, as you're looking at this in the Giannis piece, how are you putting this together in terms of do you expect to see Giannis in Milwaukee for years to come now that Dame is there? Yeah, I think Monday will be fascinating to hear what Giannis has to say at Media Day. Obviously, I expect a lot of excitement because getting a player of Damian Lillard's quality at this point in his career, at this point in the calendar, is just a huge influx of talent, and you're going to be very excited to see them play. But Giannis does still have a contract extension before him, and he kind of made it clear. He didn't exactly say he wasn't going to sign it, but his comments earlier before the Lillard trade made it seem unlikely. And he has a number of reasons not to sign it that are not related to the quality of the team. If he waits a year, he has economic incentives. But 
the reality is this: the Bucks were under a, a you know some modicum of pressure this upcoming season. If they did not have a good year, they were facing a real problem with Giannis going into the next year of his contract. And if Giannis does not extend. It, whether that decision is made now or it's made later, they're really kind of still in the same position. They have they have obviously mortgaged the back half of this decade's trade assets in this deal. They have taken on four years and over $200 million in contracts for Damian Lillard. They are making an investment to have Giannis be there for multiple years into the future. But the one thing that I want to hear from Giannis is where his head is at. Because if this season doesn't result in a title or trip to the finals, and there could be 10 reasons why that doesn't happen, that has nothing to do with Dame Lillard, I don't know if the Bucks' situation has really changed at all, other than potentially increasing their chances of winning by a few percentage points, which is what you get swapping out a guy like Lillard for a, a great player like Drew Holiday. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what Giannis's head should be. is fully invested into the Milwaukee Bucks. They've done everything and more to make sure that he remains happy. That's number one. Number two, over the last six months, Giannis has been on record saying about, you know, when they season ended last year about, you know, it's no failure in sports. And some of us agreed with him and we applauded him. Go Giannis, great speech. And I was the one that said, no, it is failure in sports, especially when you have expectations. Well, the expectations are even higher this year. You now have a bona fide superstar in Damian Lillard. So now Giannis Antetokounmpo, not that he does make excuses, he never make excuses, but at the end of the day, he has to get it done. They have to get it done. If they are if they are healthy going into the postseason and making a run like I believe they will, he has to complete the mission. He has all the tools around him and his zero excuses. Otherwise, it's definitely a failed season. But I think he owes it to the Bucks to actually extend and sign with them because he was on the part talking about how he's a winner, and rightfully so, he is a winner. He was talking about how he wants basically for, to hold everybody accountable. He's great. He wants greatness around him. They did that, and now he has to do his part. Hey, you know, to build One thing off, I want to point out, Malika, yeah. is – yeah, go ahead, Boach. Yeah, Brian, but to build off, Brian, what you were saying, what Perk was saying, you know, part of John Horst and the Bucks not going to attend to Kupo – uh, with the trade was they also didn't go to him and say, hey, if we were to make this trade for Damon Lillard, can we get a commitment from you hmm. that you will resign, that you will stay here long term? They didn't go ask that of him. And you've certainly seen other situations uh, with players in previous years where teams, you know, had opportunities for big trades, but they were contingent on getting a commitment from a star player to say, hey, I'm going to stay here. I think Cleveland went through that with LeBron James in different situations. And so I think for uh, this organization, I, I think you also know that just getting a player to sign an extension doesn't mean he's going to be with you. That doesn't mean Absolutely. he's not going to ask for a trade. Ask the Portland Trailblazers. David Lillard is under contract for four years. And so I think that's certainly a part of uh, this equation. Giannis is, is most certainly the biggest piece of all of this, but the other truly massive piece, Woj, that you reported is that Portland is expected to engage in talks to move Drew Holiday here. What's the latest on that front? Yeah, the, the phone has been ringing, and really from the moment that the uh, Lillard, the entire trade was reported, yep. teams started right away about trying to get at Drew Holiday. 
uh, and that hasn't stopped. And I think for the Blazers, they had to measure uh, what they could get for Drew Holiday in the marketplace because they were not in a situation where Milwaukee was allowing them to go out and canvas the market and say, hey, if we trade for Drew Holiday, would you be interested? What might you offer us? Uh, the Bucks were not allowing that and didn't want any anybody else to know they were talking about this trade. So Portland had to measure themselves what they thought the market would be. They thought it would be significant, and I think they thought it would be a lot of the teams who were involved with them with Damian Lillard. And so uh, this is a, a deal potentially where they can get multiple picks, and, yeah. and I think they'd really like to get a good young player also on a rookie contract. Can you get all of that? Uh, but certainly anybody who's going to trade for Drew Holiday wants to have a reasonable confidence that they can sign him to an extension in a year, uh, that he'll want to be there, um, and that if they're going to give up these assets, you know, they don't want to do it as a rental. Right, and Drew Holiday was such a key piece of that championship team for Milwaukee. We know he got that taste. He wants to win again. Brian, what sort of impact do you think that Drew could have on a title contender in particular? Yeah, one of the things that's huge here is that um, because of what Portland is looking for, like Woj said, which is draft picks and young players, you're not going to have to trade probably a core piece to get him, which is unlike a Damian Lillard negotiation. Some of these teams that were going to try to make a Dame Lillard trade would have had to trade a core piece. In a way, I've used the phrase, he's kind of on sale. But the key is he is 33 years old. And as Woj just said, he's in the last year of his contract. And even if he goes to a place where he is comfortable, he is not permitted to extend his contract until the end of the season. Mm. Um, I believe if he got traded in the short term here, it would be not until March. And if he doesn't get traded for a few weeks, it would be the end of the year. So you would have to, when you made your offer, you would have to try to judge how much you're willing to, to give up for a player that you might be renting. But I still think because he's such a plug-and-play player, he can play multiple positions, he's terrific in the locker room, he defends, he's coming off one of the best offensive seasons in his career, that there's, he fits on so many teams. So I think teams like Boston, teams like Philadelphia, Miami, the LA Clippers, teams that were interested in Dame Lillard but maybe couldn't get it done can come back to Portland and make a different type of offer and get Drew Holiday and potentially alter the balance of power in the Eastern Conference uh, or Western Conference depending on where he ends up. Potentially alter the power of a conference. That's what's sticking out to me, Brian, because when I think of, oh my goodness, wait, Dame just went to Milwaukee and now we talked about them as the favorites potentially as contenders. All of a sudden, if you put Drew Holiday on a team like Boston Perk, all of that shifts again. Or, or even a team like the Philadelphia 76ers. And here's an opportunity right now because we know, I mean, well, yeah, we know that Joel Embiid is probably fed up at this moment, right? Dealing with all he had to deal with, with the Philadelphia 76ers from the Ben Simmons situation to the James Harden situation. Can you imagine Drew Holiday going back to Philly and playing alongside Joel Embiid? We don't know what James Harden is going to do. We know what he's supposed to do. We know that Philly holds the keys, but a disgruntled James Harden probably won't work. Okay, so at the end of the day, if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers and I know it's a chance that I could possibly lose Joel Embiid or he could possibly request a trade or want out, I would be heavily uh, pursuing 
uh, Drew Holiday right now. Yeah, that's the thing about this 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 Damian Lillard trade. There are so many tentacles to it that are still out there feeling around, seeing how they we're going to have the dust settle here, and we're going to get into all of that over the next hour here on NBA Today. One of the questions is, was it a mistake by the Heat not going all in for Dame? How much will the Drew Holiday sweepstakes impact Miami's return to the NBA Finals? We discuss that. Plus, the Suns, they're only two years removed from their finals run, but their team looks completely different. Did KD, Booker, and Beal's future improve after yesterday's blockbuster trade? Also, Dame's longtime teammate, CJ McCollum, he is joining the show live to talk about the impact that Dame will have in Milwaukee. NBA Today will be right back. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're watching NBA Today. I always play these type scenarios out of my head. When the moment of truth comes, is when you can come up big. Damian Lillard, it's Dame time. Take one. Here's Lillard again from the logo. 71.1 point one. It's Dame. I'm still getting used to saying it. Damian Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck, and Tyler Hero, who had been linked to Dame in some sort of rumors flying around, discussions that were had early on, he had some fun this morning saying, quote, as a kid from Milwaukee, I'm grabbing me a Dame jersey. Well, if Hero wants the jersey, the Bucks, they are ready to go. They wasted no time. What you're looking at right now is the team store. They're getting their brand new Lillard jerseys on the shelves already. Bucks fans wearing the letter O. Oakland, Oregon, Ogden, Milwaukee. I'm not sure where we're going to find the, the O city there. Chenea Gumake joining Adrian Wojnarowski and I on set now. Woj, since Tyler Hero will still be wearing a Heat jersey this season, let's just talk a little bit about Miami because I think so much of the summer the expectation was well Damian Lillard really wants to be in Miami perhaps will be an avenue for this to happen it did not is Miami content just going into the season with the roster that they have here yeah I don't think Miami is ever content but they may need to be resigned to it and I think as an organization you are always making value judgments on what different players are worth to you your own players and somebody else's players. teams don't agree Portland and Miami did not agree on valuing Tyler Hero, on valuing picks, on what Damian Lillard was worth. But I think if you're Miami, you've got to be very careful that you don't gas more of your trade assets for players who are entering their 
early 30s, their mid-30s, because when that superstar player in his 20s becomes available and you don't have enough to go at him, mm. you know, this is a team that certainly is very much a win-now team in Miami. But Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, you certainly have a younger core. Uh, I just think they've got to be careful, and I think even as they look at Drew Holiday at 33 years old, how much do they want to offer for a player who maybe his next three years may not be as good is his last three years. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Would you say, you know, careful and comfortable and the context of those words are fascinating because you don't want to feel like you're too careful and miss out on great opportunities that are right in front of your door. And I think Miami Heat fans probably feel that way. It's like, we had a chance to get Dame. We had a chance to get better. This is the team that was in the NBA Finals. And it felt like, okay, we got a little bit comfortable. Not saying that the business lines up in that. They're going to get the most value exactly, as you said, Woj. But I just do think that this is a bummer. You know, the worst thing to be in the NBA is comfortable, where you feel like, okay, we've got a shot to get Dame. Because next thing you know, people see that. And the opportunities may not have lined up. Obviously, in Miami, it turned out to be Milwaukee. But now you look at Jimmy and you look at Bam as you outlined, and it just is tough. It's, yeah. it's a gut punch because this is a team that was in the NBA Finals. They have guys with potential. They have guys in their prime. And you feel like, based on the way the rest of the East stacks up, even though you were just there and you feel like you could take the next step, you could see it right in front of your face, now it's like that moment of comfortability is completely gone, and that's the nature of, of the NBA. Not to mention losing Max Struess, losing Gabe Vincent. It remains to be seen how big of an impact that those two losses are going to make. But you mentioned Drew Holiday. With that, I want to bring in our front office insider, Bobby Marks, because I, I really feel like we need to crunch the numbers a little bit, Bobby. I know, first of all, Perk said earlier that he would just love to see Drew Holiday on the 76ers. Can, can you just tell me how realistic that is, what that would look like? Yeah, I think, Malika, when you look at from Philadelphia's perspective, it's bringing another team in here. And we're certainly there's no resolution yet to the James Harden situation. So when you bring in a team like the Clippers, potentially Harden going to the Clippers, Holiday going to the um, to the Sixers um, and certainly draft equity going to uh, Portland there. I think mm -hmm. that's where you look at it as far as coming, um, you know, with Holiday in, in a Philadelphia 76ers uniform. I just don't see it lined up when you look at it from Philadelphia and Portland. What does James Harden do for the uh, Portland Trailblazers unless you reroute him again? You're basically in the same situation like you are right now with Drew Holiday with a player that has less value. Okay, so if that one maybe is not totally making sense to you, Bobby, then it is time to fire up the trade machine. Tell me what do you like, what do you don't like, what are you taking a look at for Drew Holiday here? Well, we're going to do a little bit of East Coast, West Coast here, and I think certainly starting with the New York Knicks right now. Remember, this is a New York Knicks team that has 11 first-round picks, eight that are tradable right now. So when you look at it from New York's perspective, they've got a big contract in Evan Fournier at $19 million, Isaiah Hartenstein, and here's your young player, Emmanuel Quickly, who is in the last year of his contract, is rookie extension eligible. And we're gonna throw in two first round picks, one from Dallas, one from New York, for a player like Drew Holiday, and that trade will work. That gets Tom Thibodeau, that defensive ace, and even if it's a rental, it's a low risk move for New York. Interesting. Knicks, Trailblazers, Bobby making it work. And then what, what about the West here, Bobby? Well, here's the Clippers. Now, you have to weigh who would you rather have, James Harden 
or Drew Holiday. And for okay. me, it's certainly Drew Holiday. And when you're looking at it from the Clippers, they've got all these expiring contracts. Certainly Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, young players like Amir Coffey and Jason Preston. It's going to cost you more than it would to get Harden. They have a 2028 and a 2031st for Drew Holiday. That gets them, you know, certainly a backcourt. You could go Westbrook, Holiday. You still have Paul George. You still have Kawhi Leonard. I like that for the Clippers. It, it, it makes all the sense in the world for the Clippers if they know that they're going to go forward with this core for a number of years. But I think this is an important season. I think certainly health-wise with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, the extension talks with these players to see if there's a world that they can find deals that make sense, that, the, that both sides can make sense, with, uh, sense of. But I think if you're the Clippers, if you're going to give up draft picks again and to get the kind of give up, or you're going to have to give up to get Drew Holiday, you've got to be really confident he is not a rental, that you're going to re-sign him and you're going to keep him. And I think it's a little easier to go try to do a Malcolm Brogdon trade or a James Harden trade that are just not going to require as much draft capital as Drew Holiday is going to cost you. But we do know that the pressure is on, and we always have our Woj notifications on because I remember last year at the trade deadline, Woj, you talked about the insights with the Clippers, and it was like, we need a point guard. We need someone that can bring the ball up. We need someone that's stabilizing force that can play on both ends. And then when you think about Drew Holiday, you're like, this guy could work. So obviously it's contingent on the health, but I do think that this is the all-in season for them. Like, this is the make-or-break season for the Clippers. And if you're able to get someone like Drew that can hold the pieces together as they build towards this championship run, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. That's the thing. I don't know if the Clippers can be the highest bidder mm. in this process for Drew Holiday. I think there's somebody, someone's going to come in here and probably give up a little more draft capital and in their minds commit financially longer right. than maybe they want because they see a real opportunity to win championships uh, in the next couple of years with him. But I certainly think, and Bobby um, detailed that maybe there's an avenue for them to get Harden in this, Brogdon in this, or maybe it's Drew Holiday. Oh, there's so many dominoes that are still left to fall. That is why this is such an exciting time of year. Coming up here on NBA Today, the Suns, they traded away former number one pick DeAndre Ayton. Are they poised for a championship run after adding some key role players? We've been talking about their depth all offseason long. Now it looks like they have a little bit more. And then Dame and Giannis pick and roll. Oh my goodness. The NBA world is already buzzing about it. CJ McCollum, he joins to talk about how lethal that duo will be. Plus, speaking of lethal, it's my favorite segment of the week. It's not mine. Oh, it's not Chanae's. It ain't Wendy's, not Woj's, not Bobby's. It's Big Perk's big list of lethal duos. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. 
presented by Capital One. Welcome back to NBA Today. This is one game away from being an NBA champ, being in the history of this game, being always there. The spin move, the finish! Giannis Antetokounmpo was one of the most iconic performances in the storied history of the NBA Finals. And the slam from Antetokounmpo! The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. I'm at the top. I wanted to do it here in the city. I wanted to do it with these guys. Did it. Welcome back to NBA Today. The Suns, they have gone into this offseason and completely reshaped their roster. They now have Frank Vogel leading the way. And Devin Booker is the lone player on the squad that was a member of the 2021 NBA Finals team. And while Booker is the only constant from that team, Phoenix has added Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal to pair with Booker and give them one of the most explosive trios in the league. All have career averages of over 20 points a game. And Phoenix has rounded out that roster by trading DeAndre Ayton for Yusuf Nurkic, brought in some roster depth with other moves during free agency, including adding vets like Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, and more. So the third team in yesterday's blockbuster trade sent DeAndre Ayton to the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Woj, how did the Suns sort of fit into this blockbuster deal? Look, the, the, the Suns have been part of these conversations with the Blazers uh, really since early July. They identified very quickly that they had a trade that they wanted to do with each other, DeAndre Ayton and Yusuf Nurkic. And then what else could the Blazers go out into the trade market and bring back in addition uh, for Phoenix in that deal? And so Phoenix just waited as uh, Portland went in and out with different trade partners and it wasn't really until the final hour yesterday before a deal was done uh, that um, Phoenix knew who else they were going to get in the deal. That was going to be Grayson Allen. They immediately signed off on it, and that trade was complete. That got them you know, a couple of the role players from Portland, a starting center in Nurkic, and then a very good rotational guard now in Grayson Allen. It adds, it balances out this roster. It adds to their depth. All off-season long, Woj, we had been talking about, okay, how can the Suns add some depth one, and how is DeAndre Ayton going to have enough touches with this roster? It feels like those questions have started to be addressed now that their roster is coming into form. So let's say hello to the great and powerful Oz. I mean, Bobby Marks. Bobby, how did you see the Suns get better yesterday? Well, I love it for Phoenix. I think when you have a player that's earning $33 million and he's your fourth uh, best player on that roster, there's something that you need to do as far as take that player and chop it up into three or four different players here. When you bring a player back like Joseph Nurkic, who can fit a role in, at the center position, and then the Nasir Little contract, one of the better value contracts. Hmm. First year of that rookie extension that he signed a year ago, and then Grayson Allen in the last year of his contract, gives you some depth, gives you some more tradable pieces that you can move maybe closer to the trade deadline. I think what Phoenix has showed is they are a year ahead of where this new second apron is coming in, where next year they wouldn't be allowed to aggregate contracts. You wouldn't be able to uh, trade Little and, and Allen for an $18 million player. You can still do that under this collective bargaining agreement. But for right now, I really like its depth. And they did a nice job already when you added players like Eric Gordon in the offseason. Yeah, it certainly feels like we're going to be talking about the Suns as a title contender all year long. Bobby Woj, thank you so very much. This is the stat, though, that is still just staggering to me, that two years after their title run, 
Devin Booker is the only remaining piece of that 2021 title team. And we've been talking about the Suns' depth. We've been talking about it all summer. They addressed that a bit with this trade. But back here with Perk, with Janae, with Brian Windhorst. Perk, let's just pull up the Suns' lineup here if we could. What are you concerned about now that they've made this trade? What do you love about this roster now that they've made this trade? Well, to be honest, I'm not concerned about anything. Um, it's all about who's going to be that guy that's going to sacrifice, and I believe it's going to be Kevin Durant. But when you look at what the Suns have done throughout the course of this offseason, this is the starting five, I believe, that's going to be on the floor to start the season. Obviously, you have the big three and Devin Booker, KD, and Bradley Beal, but then you put Big Nurkic in the middle. You swap him out for DeAndre Joy. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, excuse me, and all of a sudden you get a veteran center that's going to play his role, dominate the glass, be able to guard the pick and roll, pick and roll to the basket, open up lanes, play the dunker spot. And then I would start a Kogi at the wing position. Last year he increased his, his percentage for shooting the three towards the, towards the end of the season. He's tough, knows hard, to, he hard, he defends on the defensive end. And Grayson Allen, I'm looking at him like a six-man candidate either him or Eric Gordon to come in off the bench and give him that offensive firepower. And then they have Bo Bo. I think he's the sleeper. He's going to show up and show out this season for the Phoenix Suns. And I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be up for the race uh, for as, like, you know, a candidate off the bench for his defensive player of the year. I feel like they're going to put a spark up under him this season. But it means nothing if it doesn't end in a championship. So, Chanae, are the Suns the team to beat in the West, yes or no? Yes, the Suns are the team to beat. So and so proud. are the Denver Nuggets. Oh, and so I, are the oh, Los Angeles Lakers. So proud of and you. So I was about to be Warriors. so proud of you. But they are. They are because I think they have the pressure on them the most. Now, the pressure's in, you know, L.A. And there's pressures in Denver to be defending champs, to be LeBron James at age 38. But the reality is no team has brought a collection of superstars to this magnitude with KD, D-Book, Beal. Now, let me tell you, if you are just a hooper and you go out to a court, those are some of the best cookers in the NBA. One-on-one, -on -one isolation, just straight buckets. And what I love about them, it's unproblematic. And sometimes, like, I'm a huge fan of DeAndre Ayton. I think he's done a great job with his career. He averaged, like, what, 18 and 10, 36 double-double shots, 60% from the field. And I think his opportunity in Portland is going to be fabulous. But at times, when it comes to chemistry, there's addition by subtraction. And I think that they never really saw eye-to-eye. -eye. So when you have this new coach, new culture, new players, and you're going all in on this style of basketball, I do think that the Suns are the team to beat. But, you know, the West is stacked, Malika. The West is stacked. Is that a caveat I'm smelling? Uh, always. I, I want to <laughs> yeah. remind everybody that on July 1st, the Suns had four players on their roster. Now, they were good players. They had four players. They had nothing, basically, to trade. And in the last three months, they now have a team that where there is so much depth that there's going to be positional battles for spots 7, 8, 9, 10. And obviously, when you're working with guys on minimums, which they have a bunch of, you're not going to count on them. But they are now going to have a real depth. And they took a step down. Swapping out DeAndre Ayton for Yusef Nurkic, that's a, that's a reduction in talent. No offense to Nurkic, but that's just the way it is. But they believe that when you 
look at their depth, it gives them a lot more avenues. And my sleeper player is Utah Watanabe. I am stunned that they got him on day one for a minimum contract. He's a very versatile, great-sized player, had a great season in Brooklyn last year. Watch for him to get minutes and Nasir Little, who, when he's healthy, is a high-motor player that the fans are going to like there. We are excited to see Bradley Beal, though, in those high-stakes games. You know, I think, like, seeing that combined with Kevin Durant wanting him to take that step up again, and we know that Devin Booker, he said it. He said, I got a taste of it, right, in 2021, and now I know the feeling on the opposite side. He wants to flip that. You're right, Malika. Only player in, since 2021. Insane? Mind-blowing. The only one. All right, coming up on NBA Today, no one knows Damian Lillard like C.J. McCollum. He's played alongside him for years, and now he is here on NBA Today to speak for the first time about the Damian Lillard trade. He will break down how Giannis and Dame will fit in Milwaukee right after this. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. You're watching NBA Today. Portland is sending Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. This is huge! You are a basketball fan right now. This is exciting. From a basketball perspective, it is an ideal fit. The moment of truth comes is when you can come up big. If you were to come up with one word to describe Damian Lillard teaming up with Giannis Attentacubo. Lethal. Easy. Lethal. My first pick is going to be Damian Lillard. I really believe Damian Lillard, he's going to close the game up. Lillard for the win. Yeah. There you go. Game time. It's game time. Welcome back to NBA Today. We are now joined by New Orleans Pelicans star and Damian Lillard's longtime former teammate, C.J. McCollum. C.J., let's just start here. Back on this network in, like, June, this was before Damian Lillard even requested a trade, you were on TV and you said that you thought that Damian Lillard had played his last game in Portland. You were correct. What was your reaction when you found out that he was being dealt to Milwaukee? I was very surprised. I was stunned. And you know, obviously, Dame is my guy. I was with him last weekend in Oregon for Harvest. And we kind of knew something was going to happen. But I didn't expect Milwaukee. I don't know that he expected Milwaukee. And when you heard some of the things that were being discussed in terms of Toronto, Brooklyn, him obviously wanting to go to Miami, Milwaukee makes a lot of sense if you really think about what he said his goals and aspirations were in terms of winning the championship. But I will say that just like the rest of the world, I was shocked and I was interested in seeing who was involved in the deal and how they made the three-team trade. 
But let's talk a little bit of X's and O's here, CJ, because you just heard Stephen A. Smith say that lethal, that is the word that he is using to describe Giannis and Dame teaming up together. You have firsthand experience of this. How dangerous do you think this duo can be? Yeah, I think understanding the way Dame plays, understanding the way Giannis plays, it's a it's a match made in heaven. You got a guy who's dominant on the inside. You got a guy who's dominant on the perimeter. And if you put those guys together, they'll be able to run pick and rolls. Giannis will be able to handle some. I think Terry, shout out to Coach Stotts, he'll be able to do a terrific job of moving Dame around and, and putting him in position to succeed. So I'm interested in seeing how they utilize each other. And you, you look right here at the isolation. Dame is a, a player who can score in one-on-one situations. He can score in pick and roll, but he thrives in creating offense and generating offense. And I think we're going to see some clips here where we kind of break it down. But this is one of the reasons why they brought him here. Drew Holiday is a great player, but offensively, Dame is a closer, and Dame is a guy who can create shots. You see right here in the pick and roll, he gets a matchup he likes. Uh, you get Shea on him, who's also a terrific offensive player, but not as good defensively. Dame kind of plays with him, gets to his spot, fades away, makes a contested two. But this is a guy that was tied for first in ISO points per possession. Here, a fourth quarter of a game, something that the Bucks have struggled with historically when Chris Middleton is not healthy, right? Giannis is great for 46 minutes, and then the last two minutes, depending on the situation, you need a guy who can get a bucket. Dame can do that he's done it time and time again dame time points to the wrist i've seen this thousands of times <laughs> this is a guy very very creative very very confident drew holiday is a terrific player i'm sure he'll bounce back and land on a contender right here he gets in a pick and roll situation gets kind of trapped hard hedge uh cp kind of backs off you on a short roll the bucks weren't great in picking rolls uh this this past season i think obviously bringing a new coaching staff bringing in dame will change that here you see dame in a pick and roll he gets about 60 or 70 of these a game. He's a uh, top five in pick and roll offense. He's quick, he's fast. But one thing about him is he's used to getting double teamed. He can get off the ball, he can play and pitch, and he can turn the corner and make the pass. He's comfortable playing in crowds. He's comfortable playing on islands. And I think with him and Giannis being able to play in pick and roll situations, it's gonna open up the offense for everybody. And as you can see here, uh, most points per direct pick and roll Dame at 1.16 per chance, basically per possession. And that's, you know, no disrespect to, to playing with Nurk. Giannis is arguably the, the best player in the game right now. Mm. And so when you team so up the best player in the game with Damian Lillard, who, yeah, the point to the wrist, but he does that in the highest stake situations. That's when he thrives. That's the stage that he wants to play on. And we haven't seen him on that stage in this past year. Now we're going to get to see him on that stage next to Giannis. I don't know, to me, CJ, that, that's just scary. Yeah, I think for, I'm glad he's in the Eastern Conference first and foremost. <laughs> Guarding him is not fun because he's so good with the ball, um, so athletic, so skilled, can shoot with the range. But I think health is going to matter for this team, obviously. But if you really look at the Eastern Conference, you look at what Giannis has done historically, how dominant he is, his points per possession in the paint. You bring in a top 75 greatest player of all time with another top 75 greatest player of all time. And you automatically become a contender. You were a contender before, but I think the Vegas odds have improved uh, immensely for them. And I just think their comfortability and understanding that Giannis had kind of expressed displeasure in not being sure of what's going to happen going forward. And I think this is a move where Milwaukee said, if you could play with one player who could be, is it Dane? 
And now Dame is magically a Milwaukee Buck. Now Dame is a Milwaukee Buck. I'm still used to getting, getting saying it over and over again. Damian Lillard, Milwaukee Buck, CJ McCollum of the Pelicans. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. Friday night, though, on ESPN2 in the app, we're going to have a Game 3 doubleheader in the best of five WNBA playoff semifinals, the Liberty, the Sun, at 7.30 Eastern with the series tied at one game apiece. Then it's the Aces, the Wings, Vegas up two games to none. Still to come on NBA Today with Lillard and Giannis now teamed up in Milwaukee. Are they number one on Big Perk's big list of all-time lethal duos? Find out right after this. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. The NFL London games kick off Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. When the Falcons face the Jaguars at Wembley Stadium, you can also catch the Toy Story alternate broadcast for Disney+. Plus. If you like your football with a little bit of an animated T-Rex to go along with it, I know I do. To get ESPN+, Plus, go to ESPN.com or go and download the ESPN app. So the Bucks, they may have shocked the basketball world, but this franchise has done this before. Let me explain. 53 years ago, it was Oscar Robertson who they acquired that led to a title in his first season there. And then... Three years ago, the Bucks they made another move for a point guard in Drew Holiday to add to their core, and they won the title in his first season with the team as well. So you probably are sensing a little bit of a theme here. Wednesday, the Bucks they sent Drew out, brought Damian Lillard in, and now Milwaukee hopes that history can repeat itself. They can win a title quickly with their new leading guard, that is Damian Lillard. So there's a new duo on the clock in Milwaukee. It is that time, y'all. Chanae, is it your list? Nope. It ain't Chanae's list. Is it my list? No. Nope. Oh, it's not my list. Is it Wendy's list? No. Nope. This is like the nope, yuck, and yup. Nope. It is time for Big Perk's <laughs> yep. big list of lethal duos all time. Perk, take it away, my friend. <laughs> well, you know, y'all, <laughs> everybody's been bringing their A-plus game since the championship. The Denver Nuggets bought it. Damn it, we just saw the Milwaukee Bucks bring it this offseason. We saw what the Lakers done, Rob Palenka doing his thing. And so it's time for me to bring my A-game, A-plus game. And here it is, my top five lethal duos in the league right now. This Uh-oh. is not your list, Malika. This is not your list, Shanae. Wendy, this is not your list. This is yours truly. Big Perk's list of lethal duos. And coming in at number five, let's start it off right. Damn! Here we go. We got it right here. KD and D-Book. Some people may say why they rank so low. They made it, damn it. And here's why. We know that Devin Booker last year was one of the best players in the postseason. And we saw, we know what Kevin Durant is capable of doing, being one of the best, if not the best, 
uh, score in the game today, but he has had his slumps in the past two seasons, and I need to see KD bounce back. But these two are efficient, two of the most prolific scorers in the game today, and I'm expecting big things out of them. Coming in at number four, this is all about Big Perk today. Oh, Let's oh, run it. Oh, Bam. Bam. He's just going, yeah. right? Bam. There we go. We going with old school and Anthony Davis, old school LeBron. I know he's about to turn 39, but damn it, he still got it. AD is on the mission this year. This team went to the Western Conference Finals last year behind the back of this duo. They got their roster back. They got guys back that they went to war with, along with guys that they added in Jackson Hayes and Gabe Benson. I'm looking at LeBron and AD to do big things in La La Land. Y'all know I'm not selfish like Richard. Malika, get ready for this live. I'm throwing it up. How you go catch it? Let me hear it. Bam! There we go. That's the energy I need, especially when I'm talking about the Boston Celtics. The Jays, we know that Jalen Brown got the massive deal. We know that JT working on that massive extension. No market smart. I'm expecting these guys to elevate their games, not scoring-wise. Both are all-NBA caliber players, made the all-NBA team last year. I'm looking at the facilitating. I'm looking at the leadership. I believe that they're going to take that leap this season. Wendy, where you at? I'm throwing you the behind the back, dropping it off. Jason Kidd style, let me hear it. Damn! <laughs> there we go. There we go. Hey, you may not call. Hey, you may not come when I want you, but you always on time. I'm going with the new addition, the new duo, <laughs> Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo. This is about to be dangerous. We know last year Giannis averaged 31 points, Dame 32. How are you going to guard this two-man game, this pick and roll? We talking about the most dominant player in Giannis. We talking about one of the most prolific scorers in Dame time. The best closer in the game in my eyes. They are number two on Big Perk's list. Shanae, you know I'm not gonna forget about you because damn it, we gonna be cutting the rug in November because I'm a beater. Give it to me. Bam! There we go. That's the energy I need. I'm going with Jokic and Murray. Oh. I will not disrespect the, the champions. I won't do that. They proved it on the big stage. They showed up and showed out. Matter of fact, they didn't just do it offensively. They elevated their game defensively. Until someone dethroned them, right now they at, are at number one. But like Stephen A. say, the list is fluid. It could change throughout <laughs> okay, the course of this season. It, it's fluid. It's fluid. That, that is a yeah. beautiful list, Big Perk. I just want everyone to know yeah. that for Chanae, she stood up and I got did. like I put my ready back into to it. <laughs> if you're doing oh, it, go back into it. Right, we're not going to do that. Still to come on NBA Today. We could Perk, thank you. The question at the end of the day, though, is did the Bucks do enough to prove to Giannis that they are committed to winning and is it enough for him to ink an extension? We talk about his future in six. Damian Lillard is officially a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. A touchdown in your city, that's a rival. Ridiculous, what a play. But if you want to take a shot at the title. What?
Welcome back to NBA Today, where all eyes are on this new duo in Milwaukee, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard. And when we see blockbuster trades like this, Woj, it's not uncommon for a superstar of Giannis's status to be sort of brought in on these discussions. How much, if at all, was he a part of this before it happened? Yeah, Malika, Giannis Antetokounmpo was not consulted at all about this trade for Damian Lillard. John Horst, their general manager, did not want to put him in a situation where he would have to essentially sign off uh, on trading a player in Drew Holiday that meant so much to him, that was so such a close friend and had played such a huge role in winning a title there. He made this decision on his own horse with ownership, but at the same time understanding that ultimately uh, he believed this was going to be a trade that helped them uh, win in the short term, extend their window as a championship contender, and ultimately it would be something that Giannis would want uh, and, and would help allow him to stay in Milwaukee. Whoa, I'm smiling because what you just said is the sign of a great organization. Be a star in your own role. No one has too much, too big piece of a pie. Everyone is doing what they said they needed to do to get this collective goal of winning a championship. So Giannis goes out there and puts out all those things in, to the universe. Hey, I want to make sure we can compete at a high level. We heard you. Now the specifics, we did our job, and now we have delivered someone that has filled in a lot of the gaps. And so I love hearing that. I know it might have been a little awkward for him not to be involved personally, but I love that this organization heard his call, answered it, and delivered. And Woj, real quick before we end the show, Drew Holiday, sort of the next ripple effect here. What are you hearing on that front? The the Blazers are talking to any number of contenders, both Eastern and Western Conference. You know, can they get multiple first-round picks and, and a young player on a rookie-scale contract? It, then they will have rounded out the entirety of this Damian Lillard trade. As that continues to be rounded out, we will continue to bring you the news. For Chinea Gumake, Adrian Wojnarowski, I am Malika Andrews. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. NFL Live is coming up next, and we will see you tomorrow.